Hi, my name is Jens Omas, and I am the owner and founder of Invisible Crew, and this is the Pocket Superyacht Podcast. Pocket superyachts are luxury yachts between 50 and 100 foot, and with Invisible Crew, we provide worry-free pocket superyacht ownership. We do that by selecting quality and compatible crew and supporting both the crew and the owners with our expertise, our soft skills, and our network. And it's that network that we're tapping into in this Pocket Superyacht podcast. We hope that you enjoy these podcasts and that you find valuable information in them. Whether you are an owner, a crew member, or an industry professional interested in our niche. In this podcast episode, I quickly want to discuss um, the conditions or the situations um, in the Caribbean, the Mediterranean, and then specifically the Balearics, because I'm based here. Um, it's a question that we've been getting often from uh, several clients. Um, so with this uh, quick episode, I'm hoping to inform everybody uh, as good as I can with first-hand uh, first-hand information from uh, our own network. So I'm going to start with discussing the Caribbean. Uh, I've made contact with um, a couple of our uh, captains there. For example, Andrew is a captain that we placed on a CMB 76 there. He's just done six weeks uh, cruising around the islands, uh, windward leeward islands, uh, with uh, the owners. The biggest challenge seems to be getting to the yacht. Um, especially coming from a red zone, you are going to have problems uh, getting into islands such as uh, Antigua. You can only get in um, into these areas coming from a red zone with specific justification um, so that it is an essential, um, an essential uh, voyage that you're making or essential travel. Um, so I guess when, especially when uh, you want to holiday with your children, this is going to become very, very uh, challenging. Because of the because of the low traffic, there are a lot of flight cancellations. Um, there is there are not a lot of flights. Um, the other thing that was interesting uh, that Andrew reported was that the uh, tests that they do um, in the Caribbean they they have seen that the costs varies from as low as seventy five dollars. Uh, or as much as $75 to up to $275, which is the craziest price I've heard so far. And another challenge is that the rules uh, seem to change very quickly. I spoke to another captain who is uh, on a yacht in uh, St. Martin, uh, where uh, up until last week, they were not allowed to go to um, St. Bart's, but that has changed now. They can uh, go to St. Bart's, but they have to present a negative uh, test. But this can be, um, uh, this is an antigen, uh, antigen test that they have to uh, present. And they are now actually carrying their own tests. They've got a box of 25 tests that cost 425 euros. Um, 
and I guess it's a bit like a pregnancy test. You take the test and then one stripe is uh, negative, two stripes is positive, or is it the other way around? Uh, but in, in any case, they're carrying these rapid tests, uh, which I guess uh, is, is probably a good idea and makes things a little bit easier. Now, of course, uh, you know, I always want to be as positive as possible about everything. So the beauty now seems to be that um, Andrew, for example, reported that they were all alone in the Tobago Keys uh, a couple days ago. Um, yeah, if you can, if you can travel, if you have the time to um, go via, if if you're living in a red zone and you have the time to travel to a to a green zone, spend a bit of time there, and then travel to the yacht or you have uh, the time and the possibility to uh, if need be uh, go into quarantine once you get out of it all um, it it's you know it it's, we're seeing the Caribbean we're seeing scenes in the Caribbean now that we probably haven't seen since uh, the 70s of the or the 80s because of the uh, low amount of uh, traffic there but in any case, it's now uh, end of March, early April. Um, most yachts, where most yachts pro traditionally uh, leave by the end of April, uh, most yachts have now gone already to Europe. Um, obviously, uh, because it makes more sense to go now uh, to prepare for a good uh, European season, and hopefully, the Caribbean season next year will be. Um, will be easier, more accessible. Who knows what's going to happen? Um, of course, I don't have to explain vaccines and uh, testing and all these things are constantly in development. Um, myself, I just uh, came back from uh, uh, Newport, Rhode Island, where I had to go for work. So with uh, a visa that I managed to obtain uh, surprisingly quickly, um, and uh, contract uh, as a proof of my essential travel uh, under my arm. I was uh, welcomed into the US uh, without too much uh, hassle. And what uh, surprised me even more was that for my return trip, um, I had to take two tests, uh, a rapid test and a PCR test, um, which I did in a local medical center in Newport, and it was uh, completely free of charge. Um, a colleague that I'm working with over there uh, is from New Zealand and he told me that um, before the change in administration he was completely unable to get a test he couldn't pay for it and they wouldn't give it to him for free either um, that has now changed with the new administration I thought that was an interesting anecdote the reason why I was in Newport was uh, because of a, a new contract that we have signed with uh, the owner of a Gunboat 60 um, and the new crew uh, has completed um, the refit that had been going on there for a while together uh, with a colleague I just mentioned who's uh, Simon Wilson from uh, performance uh, project management um, and those guys are now on their way to the Bahamas and that um, the things that we're dealing with lately uh, is not just COVID it's also visas uh, because of Brexit a lot of the UK crew now have to find out how they can stay legally um, in Europe. And then in this case, it was the US. So it's nothing new um, there, but you know, it just adds to the 
complexities. So these are things that we uh, look after for our clients as uh, one of those many things that they don't have to deal with. Um, and they're going to have to stop uh, in Florida to do a PCR test and then before entering into the Bahamas. So they will have to wait for um, negative test results for all the crew members. That's uh, hurdle number one. And then, uh, of course, there is um, the weather that they have to take into account. Now, luckily, to get into the Bahamas, the PCR test um, can be as old as five days, not older than five days. So that is that is um, doable, taking you know weather conditions into account that you may incur having to cross from the Bahamas or from Florida to the Bahamas. Now in this particular yacht, the Gunboat 60, that uh, could be a very quick 24-hour trip anyway, a really fast boat. Very exciting pro program to be, uh, to be part of. And then this coming week I have to travel to um, Monfalcone in the north of Italy where we pick up a new CMB 76. Um, another crew member is flying in from Belgium. Um, and again, because it's essential travel, it is really not that difficult. You just have to make sure that you have the right test results with you because there is the difference between the antigen test and the PCR test. Um, for Italy, it seems to be um, the antigen test is the one that we need and it can be as old as 48 hours. Another challenge, another challenge that we're dealing with is a crew that we have uh, that are based in South Africa, um, which uh, the Spanish uh, authorities are not letting anyone in from South Africa. Um, so these are again things, and that that could uh, will probably change uh, in the next couple of days. And yeah, I think the big thing um, to understand is that rules and regulations around COVID are constantly changing. Um, and um, the annoying things that can happen are when, um, when infrastructure is not prepared for a change in regulation. For example, when I was traveling to Newport via Boston, um, well, I traveled from Mallorca to Madrid, Madrid to Schiphol, Amsterdam, and then to Boston. And then it turned out when I arrived in Madrid that I had to do a fast test uh, to go to Holland and my plane took off at six in the morning. So I had to get up at 3.30 to do this fast test, um, which they couldn't do at the airport, it had to be done in Barajas, which is just outside of the, the airport. It's the village um, on which the airport was basically built. All in all, I would say that um, the working conditions um, for yacht crew are doable. There are things, there are hurdles, there are complexities to deal with. Uh, I think that's where uh, we as a management company um, really have to, you know, step in and, and do as much as we can and provide enough information and guidance to the crew. In a previous podcast episode, we spoke with a charter broker who is quite positive about the second half of the summer. I think that probably still stands. A yacht is a good place to be um, on holiday, I guess, because uh, you are in some form of quarantine anyway. The question will, of course, be whether charter guests are willing and able to overcome all the red tape and all the restrictions regarding COVID. 
When it comes to private yachts, we definitely see a trend in owners staying on board for longer periods at a time. Um, once you've managed to make it to the to the yacht, um, it's it's of course it makes a lot of sense to stay there as long as possible. Um, we're, you know, over the last years, we've seen internet connections improve. Um, in coastal areas, satellite has become a little bit uh, more economical, so people can work from wherever. Um, so that is probably the way forward. As for the situation here in the Balearics, here on Mallorca, once again, uh, like everywhere else, it seems the rules are changing fast. They're changing often. Um, at this time, we have the bars uh open to a certain capacity, I think uh, up to 30% capacity. Uh, people can sit and dine inside of bars and restaurants. Uh, terraces are open. And as of next week for Easter, uh, the uh, interiors have to be, the interior capacity goes down to zero again. So it's just terraces that are open. There's also the interesting situation that um, Germany is happy for Germans to visit Mallorca. Uh, Mallorca seems happy for German to receive Germans. However, people from the mainland Spain are not allowed to enter Mallorca. Um, you know, these are all things that um, are on the minds of people here uh, on the island that are working in hospitality. In any case, um, yeah, it's still a pretty nice place to be here. The weather is nice. Um, the sailing is always good. So, so it's still a great destination to visit, of course. I think the trick is as well to um, plan your summer trips in a way that the yachts, uh, the yacht has enough time uh, to get to the cruising grounds that you want to enjoy, that you want to visit. Um, so that they can make it there on time, that they can deal with anything they have to deal with. Um, and then as well, when you go on board as an owner or as guests, um, that you don't have to cross borders um, at all, I think is ideal. That, uh, For example, if you're going to cruise in Greece, that you don't go to Turkey, or if you choose to you know, go to Turkey, uh, vice versa. Um, so... Obviously, crossing borders means new tests uh, that need to be done, uh, new red tape that needs to be crossed. Staying in one area, in one country, is simply going to make things easier. Well, this is pretty much all the information I have that I felt worth sharing. I hope it was of value for you. And I want to thank you for listening and tuning in. And uh, hope you enjoy the other podcasts on our podcast channel as well. Uh, it's the Pocket Super Yacht Podcast. And you can find it on Spotify as well as a few other podcast channels. Um, if you want to know more about it, have any questions, feel free to email me. Thanks a lot.